Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo. In light of findings that 74% of all B2B and B2C buyers do their own research online before making a purchase, it's time for you to better understand how your customers make their purchasing decisions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Indeed, 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 you heard what the man said. This is the place to be. We're talking about small business. Think big, work small with game changers. So as I normally say, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, oh, you know you are in the right place. Today's buzz, hello, anybody home? No, that's me talking about the buzz. I'm not answering my door. Hello, is anybody home? So let's talk about your business. If consumers can't find you, they can't find your business, your business name, your products, your services, or even you as the owner, as the leader, as the manager, on the first page of a targeted Google keyword search. I said a lot there. If they can't find anything about you on that first page, I have a breaking news, really bad news for you. You do not exist. Get over it. It's a fact. They have to find you and find you fast. But how are you going to get there? How do you get found? Well, we have three magic letters for you. S-E-O. That stands for, in case you've been hiding under a rock the past 10 or 15 years, search engine optimization. You need a strategy to put you in front of potential customers and current customers throughout their buying journey. They need to find you. They need to have you top of mind. They need to know what your branding is and what you look like. And they need to have as easy experience once they find you. So a couple of questions on the table. Can you do SEO fast? Can you just have somebody in your state? Oh, just go do SEO. It's okay, Bob. You know how to do SEO. And Bob says, sure, sure, boss. I'll just do it. Well, I have a quote from one of our panelists today, Ron Dodd, says, quick results in SEO often come with long-term headaches. We'll be hearing from him in a moment. Then can you do it once and forget about it? Well, we did SEO last year. It's probably okay. Ah, 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 ah. We have a quote from our other guest today, Wynn Partington, and he says, SEO is always changing and it always will be. Uh Uh-huh. We told you so. So the big question today is, is SEO worth the effort you have to put in to that strategy to make it work? Yes. And it is vital to your business. So now let me introduce our first panelist. I mentioned him a moment ago. He's Ronald. He said I could call him Ron. Dodd, D-O-D, partner and CEO of a company called Vistature LLC. I'll spell that V-I-S-I-T-U-R-E. And he has selected a wonderful quote from David Ogilvie. Let me read a little bio of Mr. Ogilvie, who lived from 1911 to 1999, and I think he'd be thrilled to know he was included on this show today, Ron. Uh, David Mackenzie Ogilvie was an advertising executive who was widely hailed as the father of advertising. As a matter of fact, in 1962, Time magazine called him the most sought-after wizard in today's advertising industry, and he is the founder, David was the founder of Ogilvie and Mather. Just a quick note here, he studied at Oxford University, didn't do well, dropped out, and went to Paris in 1931, where he became an apprentice chef at the Hotel Majestic. Then he started selling cooking stoves door to door, and here's where the magic happened. He wrote an instruction manual for other salesmen. 
30 years later, Fortune magazine called it the finest sales instruction manual ever written. If you want to know more about the fascinating David Ogilvy, go look him up. Here is the quote. Great quote Ron has picked. Don't bunt. Aim out of the ballpark. Aim for the company of immortals. Ronald Dodd, welcome to Game Changers. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, we're... We're excited too. I love the quote. I, you know, the story of David Ogilvy is really a story of I don't know if it was rags, but it sounded like it. To riches, to fame, to glory, but he was so darn smart. So, are you a follower of his? How did you pick this quote, Ron? Yeah. So, um, I've always been enthralled with kind of the advertising industry in general. I've watched all the episodes of Mad Men, um, and you know, I went to college for advertising, and it was just you know. He's always been kind of a kind of like founder, if you will, of it. I've always just kind of followed him, and he's always had a lot of inspirational quotes I've seen. And um, I've always been really interested in that kind of arena. And, you know, a lot of the things that he's taught, I'm applying today. And he's just always been a big inspiration to kind of the whole, you know, advertising and even sales kind of industry. Very interesting. Did you know that during World War II, he worked for the British intelligence at the embassy in Washington, D.C., and analyzed matters of diplomacy and security? He might have been a precursor of, what, the FBI to CIA. Did you know that, Ron? I didn't, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, and, and later on, he had such a busy life, he bought a farm in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and lived among the Amish, where he looked for serenity, abundance, and contentment. And he eventually moved back to Manhattan because he wasn't such a great farmer. So fi- finally found something Ogilvy didn't do particularly well. I love the quote. What's your thought? Let's apply this before we introduce our second panelist, Wynn Partington, who's waiting so patiently. Ron, what's your thought about the second part of the quote? aim for the company of immortals we're talking about seo seo and immortals do those even go in the same sentence the same paragraph what's your your perspective on that well hopefully well down the road um <laughs> i really like it because you know just the whole quote in general it's kind of a two-part quote um but it kind of goes together and it's just if you're going to do something you might as well do it to the best of your ability and really kind of you know aim for the stars and really try to hit it out of the park and go for the home run you know i just feel like that gets lost so many times where people play it safe and they just try to do things, you know, the conservative route when you could be really trying to aim for the stars and, you know, try to basically hit all the park and do an amazing job that you probably think you couldn't have done. Thank you very much. We'll be talking about the immortals of SEO in a little while. Ron Dodd, pleasure <laughs> to meet you and thanks for your time. And now let me introduce Wynn Partington. I'm going to ask him about the derivation of his first name, W-Y-N. He's the vice president of product and marketing for a company called Next Track, N-E-X-T-R-A-Q. And Wynn has selected a very interesting quote from Dylan Thomas, no longer with us. He lived from 1914 to 1953. Thomas was a Welsh poet and writer who's work includes the poems, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, and And Death Shall Have No Dominion. He did the play Under Milkwood. He did stories and radio broadcasts like A Child's Christmas in Wales and A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Dog. He became popular in his lifetime and remained so after he died. He died at age 39 in New York City. He already had a reputation which encouraged, and, and I don't know if you knew this, Win, but listen very carefully. Dylan Thomas encouraged the pre- his reputation as a roistering, drunken, and doomed poet. OMG. I guess he wanted to be known that way. Talk about what he would do with SEO. And here is the quote. He who seeks rest finds boredom. He who seeks work 
finds rest. Beautiful quote. Wynne Partington, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Tell me, are you a big fan follower of Dylan Thomas? Well, as a proud Welshman, we, we grew up in school uh, with the poetry and the plays of Dylan Thomas. And actually, my son's called Dylan, so it, it runs through the family. It runs through my education a little bit. So, you know, he was an unconventional person, but some of the, you know, the pieces and obviously a quote like this, the, the rational, the rationale he used, it was for somebody, like you said, who may have been a hard liver, but he understood what it was, you know, to live life. And I think that's something we try to carry through. As we, as we go through this life. And let's thank you, and let's parlay that, let's uh, extrapolate that to our topic today. We're talking about the Seller's Guide to SEO, in case our audience hasn't figured that out yet, so we're going to be giving a lot of how-to and why-to and what you can expect in terms of benefits and outcome if you do it right. So how, how would we take that quote and, and apply it to SEO? It is work, isn't it, Win? A lot of work? It is. It is, that's correct. I think one of the biggest uh, things from this is if you have a small company or you're part of a small group, the temptation, particularly with a topic like SEO, is to try and do the work quickly and then hands back, hey, I've done everything, we don't need to do anything anymore. And that just leads to more problems, more complication. The, you know, the, the fun is almost getting SEO working, the hard work is maintaining that. So I think you, you get to that restful place when you're continually looking, continually striving to improve and make things better. So you're, you, the focus of the website, the focus of whatever you're trying to do is, is geared into making sure that people can see you and can understand what you're trying to do. And tell me something. Is there a magic sauce to SEO? Are we, could we just end the show right now and I'll ask Ron Dodd the same question. Is there one sentence you can say on how to do it right, how it's going to be done the right way the first time and you don't have to keep coming back and worrying about it? When is there a magic bullet for SEO or is it going to be ongoing, repetitive, check it, check it twice? What do they say? What's the carpenter's rule? A measure twice, cut once. Is that what it's going to be for SEO? Any magical advice you have? Yeah, if only there was a magic source. There isn't. It's sometimes easy to to see a dramatic improvement in SEO, but the changes that the search engines are running, the changes that businesses have with their focus on their websites and the focus on their content, it's a continual project. It may not be 24 hours a day continual project, but certainly month over month. Review, review, review. Review, review, review. There you go. There's our, our piece of advice. Ron Dodd, let me circle back to you. What's your advice? Is there uh, one mantra you would give before we dive into our topic later? Yeah, I would have to say it would be patience. Um, I feel, you know, especially in our kind of world now, we always want instant gratification. So we do something, we want to see the results right after from that Um uh, effort. So we do effort, we want to see results right afterwards. And SEO, it takes months and months and months of effort providing results, but then after those months, the efforts start, you start seeing the, effort, the results from those efforts, and it just keeps building up for them from there. Okay, very interesting. So it, now, now, question. A lot of companies hire somebody to do SEO. I'm just trying to do some quick top-down, uh, down-and-dirty advice here. Ron, does it, can, can, somebody, can you hire somebody in your company who will do that dedicated? Should you, or is it okay to hire consultants? Uh, those are usually people who charge a lot of money and live 35 miles or more away or are old. That's what I was told in the old days. <laughs> do you have to hire somebody and have them on retainer as though they were an attorney to keep checking your SEO, or can you do it internally? 
Um, yeah, there's probably hybrid. It depends on the business. Some businesses, they have to have SEO, and they might have an internal team of people, and then they might have an outside agency helping them as well. Some might just have an agency. Um, it makes sense. You know, it's probably cheaper than um, a full-time person. It's not as much um, training and, you know, um, gosh, tools and everything you have to purchase. And some people might not do it at all, or they might do it themselves. So it just really depends on the business, how big a need organic searches for that business and how much they rely on organic search. Um, in some, there might be cases of just using consultant, have an internal team compared to an agency doing work as well. So there's always, it just depends on the business. Thank you very much. Let me go back to Wynn Partington. Do you agree about hiring inside and outside? What's your thought? Yeah, we actually here, we started off on the path of doing it internally. So I took on the challenge uh, four or five years ago. Um, it, I think something that Ron mentioned. It, it, sometimes you can you can kind of get an immediate uptick just by working the problem and just understanding what SEO really means. In a small business, I, I'm in a small group here. It soon became obvious. Hey, we've got to the point where we currently are. How do we maintain it without taking focus off other areas of the business? So we actually pulled in an outside agency. I've been very fortunate here in Atlanta to work with some very exceptional people who are very strong on SEO and helped us pull the organic searches and all the content around it to keep us successful in what the, the, the ultimate business aim was. So I think a combination of the two, that the larger the business I can see, the more it would become an internal uh, team almost that would you know, almost strive out of the marketing team. But for smaller businesses, I think you know, a combination of knowledge, which is key, but having people who live and breathe SEO to be able to come in and help perform and help push that performance is, is vital. Ah, eat and sleep and breathe SEO. Is that the dedication that's required? Are these really deep dive specialists, Win? Is that what we're talking about here, like a whole new, a whole new job category? I, I think it's turned, yeah, I think it's turned into that over the last four or five years. It's definitely become less of a part-time hobby and more of a very skilled set of, you know, you need to know exactly what's going on in the environment around you. We all remember the, the Google updates a few years ago, then the switch to mobile. You know, we, we've implemented the things like structured text because we researched it and we went to an agency and they helped research it and we implemented it. We wouldn't have known to do some of those things without having that knowledge. Picking up a book and reading a book is great to, you know, initiate the project. But there's no doubt about it. Having people who understand exactly what's going on, the kind of that nerdy sense of uh, the only thing I'm going to mm-hmm. work on today is what's going on. What are Google doing next? How can we maintain our position? Does good SEO require you to be a nerd? I just put that into a tweet. God help me. That's just the way it's going to be. Thank you, gentlemen. Guess what? We're at that point. We were hoping Lorraine, uh, Lorraine Maurice, who's the sponsor of this series, would join us, but I know she hasn't been feeling well, so we're just going to do a shout-out to Lorraine, and we have plenty, plenty to talk about here with Ron Dodd and Wynn Partington. So, Ron, I'm going to circle back to you and ask you a very important and personal question. Where are you calling from? What time of the day is it? And what are you drinking? What do you love to drink while you're busy doing what you do and while you're focusing on SEO? What powers you, Ron Dodd? Yeah, perfect. So I'm in Charleston right now. It's our kind of second office. We have the office in Atlanta, too, where I'm based out of. It's um, 216 right now. I have water in my cup, and I generally drink um, coffee and green tea. Kind of going on a green tea streak now. And that definitely helps me power through the SEO day and 
and uh, making sure we stay on, on top of all the new topics and trends that are going out with Google. Okay, Ron, I just Googled green tea. That's it. No brand, no anything. Green tea. Mm-hmm. And I got the results. Let, let's let's do this. Let's do some SEO live here. Uh, I got pictures of uh, Bigelow, Tazo, and Dragonwell right at the top with their prices and where to find them. Then I have an article here that says 10 proven benefits of green tea parentheses. Number three is very impressive. I like that. That's authoritynutrition.com. They're at the top. Then I have green tea on Wikipedia. Didn't make it to the top. The authority nutrition made it ahead. Then I have 11 benefits of green green tea that you didn't know about at lifehack.org, followed by green tea, health benefits, facts, and research, medicalnewstoday.com, then WebMD after that, and two articles. And then we've got something, oh, my goodness, a uh, a Donald Trump article in the news, forgive me, but he said something (laughs) about 6,000 bags of green tea. We're going to, and then we have an educational article on green tea from the University of Maryland Medical Center. And then we have one from the National Institutes of Health. And we have one from Harvard EDU. And then Amazon, of course, selling. So, Ron, before I go to win and ask you what you're drinking, Ron, how did this 10 proven benefits of green tea from authoritynutrition.com get to the very top of my quick Google search, which had 82 million results in 0.41 seconds? Ron? Yeah, great. Well, I think breaking it down just to start. So if you think about the search phrase green tea, you know, it's kind of a very broad phrase. It's not people searching for green tea packets, green tea for sale, um, the best green tea. It's just a very broad phrase. So that's why we're probably getting a lot of different results here. You know, we get the Wikipedia 11 benefits, you know, Medical News Today, WebMD. So the way that they became number one is, A, it's a really good piece of content, the 10 proven benefits of green tea. It's a catchy headline. It's definitely something that Google would want to have high because it's a very catching article. A lot of people are going to click on this probably compared to green tea, Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. It's a much more catching headline. If I dove into it a little bit deeper, I'm sure it'd be a really well-optimized webpage. It'd be mobile-friendly. It would mm-hmm. be fast to load. Um, and then if we dove into it even deeper than that, I bet you if I pulled this exact URL, I'd be able to analyze that it was shared on social media more times than all the other um, web pages that rank for green tea on the first page. And I bet you it has other web pages that hyperlink to it, giving it an upvote. So when Google crawls this web page, it says not only is this a really catchy headline, um, people are mostly clicking on this when someone searches green tea. It has a lot of great content in here. Um, it's well-read. It's not, it's not basically stuffed with keywords. And not only that, but all these other websites, including social media sites, are all sharing it and linking back to it. So, therefore, this should definitely be the number one search for the keyword phrase green tea because of that. I love it. I'm learning a lot. Thank you very much, Win Partington. Before you tell us what you're drinking, thoughts on what Ron just shared. This is becoming a tutorial, and I love that. So what's your analysis of my green tea search? And then I'll look up what you're drinking, too, just to play fair. Thoughts, <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, everything that Ron's saying, there, it, it's interesting that I think as times change over the last few years, you know, that there was obviously a lot of link building you know, work that went on a few years ago. But I think the content is really the content, the combination of the content and the links that are created that allow the like the authority of that phrase to to, to you know come in at the top 
of those searches. I think what a lot of people don't realize is you know, the, the fact you can have links around, but if the links to the content aren't relevant or the links are to pages or to sites that themselves aren't really authoritative, you, you end up kind of diluting what's going on. So it's interesting, you know, the way SEO just keeps developing and developing, that there's more pieces to the pie that keep coming in, whereas, you know, used to a long search would you know give you the results you wanted to see now you can see by doing just a very short search on two words green tea what's going on in the background and if you can interpret what's going on in the background that that's one of the keys to understanding how seo can drive better business thank you very much so you need to peer behind the curtain or as we sometimes say open the kimono and see what's happening in the background now win why don't you tell us what you're drinking let's see if we can do a similar search i'm very curious now what do you got well, I have got some because I, I've been very fortunate to travel a lot with my work. I, I spent a lot of time over in Kenya, and I, I've got a, a passion for a tea called Ketapa Pride Tea. You want to spell what, it? That's what keeps, yeah, K-E-T-E-P-A. Ketapa Pride. Yeah. All right, let me Google this. Pride tea. All right, here we've got tea, tea bags, and benefits. I'm going with Katepa Pride tea. Okay, Amazon came up first. Kenya tea, Katepa Pride, 100-count tea bags, black. Then we have another Amazon. Then we have the Katepa.com site. Aha, the Kenya tea packers are behind Amazon. We have two from Katepa.com. Then we have a Juvo World Market. Dot com, and we've got two for them. Then we've got Steepster, and then we round up the first page with eBay. Very interesting. Any surprises on what came up on that one, Win? And then I'll no, ask her on the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think it's actually very, um, it's very pertinent because obviously that being an African tea, if you did the search in Africa, I think it would come with a different response. But doing it here in the U.S., you know, it is popular on Amazon. I actually buy mine from a farmer's market. I get in the car and drive 30, 40 minutes to go and pick up my tea bags. But then to wow. see kind of like the international markets below it that you mentioned, you know, they're obviously doing their work. And it is a fairly unique, it's a, I would say, a constrained keyword. You know, not many people are going to know about Ketapa Pride tea. But the fact that it comes up the way it does, I think, it, you know, it's just proof of what we're saying. Obviously, the, the dot-com site was, would always be there. But the fact these other markets are then around it is showing how those links develop, how, how those websites have been able to use this particular keyword to make sure they drive traffic towards them. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, now, uh, Lorraine is going to dial in now, Justin. I'm not sure what happened. I think she was just drinking some Katepa tea, or she took that 40-minute drive to the to the market mm-hmm. win. I think that's where she was. So she will join us, and I'm hoping she will dial in right now. So let's see if we can get her. Uh, I just heard from her on instant message. I'd love to get her drink and catch up. You know what? I'm almost ready to take a break. So let's just chat for a second more and give her a chance to dial in. Ron Dodd, please tell me, what did you think about the search on Katepa? Were you surprised? No, not at all. And, and more or less just because Amazon had three placements. You know, it just shows the power of how good Amazon is with SEO um, and how well they've, you know, almost built their business on organic search. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, when people put products on Amazon, they start selling instantly. And that's probably because Amazon gives them such a good advantage from an SEO perspective. If you put a product on Amazon, it can start showing up instantly in Google search results. Um, so just it's, it's really cool to see Amazon on three placements and just shows how much of a 
I guess, you know, hierarchy there in the SEO food chain that Google is going to give them three of three placements for a specific keyword search like that. Interesting. And and I just took one chance here and put in Katepa Pride Tea Benefits. I added the word benefits. And you'll never guess what popped up at the top. I was surprised. Can you guess, Ron or, or Wynn, what popped up at the top? Any I can't thoughts? wait to hear. You can't wait to hear. Oh, you are so polite to me, Win. I just love that. I, I don't know. What are you, Australian or British? I love the accent. So here's what popped up at the top. Lorraine is on, and we are doing searches on keywords, Lorraine, to see how SEO works with, with common words. We've searched for green tea. We searched for Katepa pride tea, which is Win, and we'll be with you in a second, Lorraine. So just bear with me. So Katepa pride tea benefits. The top listing here on Google, this is out of only 1,530 results and 0.95 seconds, so that was a little more intense, is eBay. Basics and benefits of buying and drinking Kenyan tea. It's ebay.com buying guides, home and garden, food and beverages tea. So this is, it looks like somebody might be selling a book. Interesting. Mm. Are you shocked, Ron? Are you shocked, Win? Not really. I mean, I, I'm, I know one thing. I like the tea, so I don't have to benefit <laughs> me. It, it keeps me going through the day. So well, if you write a book on, book. if you write a book on bit, now you're going to get the book. So Amazon has the next two. Then something over WordPress, a, a a blog from a woman named Anne who hasn't updated this topic since 2014. And then we get to Steepster, and then finally we get to Katepa.com. Three listings. So and then a Jubo's down at the bottom. Very interesting. Lorraine Maurice, welcome. How are you today? We missed you. I am fabulous. I'm glad to be here. Good. We are too. So we're already at the what are you drinking? We've been doing some some hands-on exercises on seeing how SEO works. So Lorraine, what are you drinking today? I, I am drinking grapefruit juice with a splash of cranberry. It's extremely warm and humid where I am. And so this is a very refreshing drink and uh, just gives a little lift for the uh, afternoon time. Thank you very much. And did you ever try to Google it? <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Okay. I do well, know we that might. If you add vodka, you have a nice cocktail for the afternoon. So I just kind I... of prepare in advance. I... <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Guess what? We are ready for our break. It's already 27 after, and we were waiting for you. Glad you could join us. So I tell you what, we're going to take a break. Uh, our topic today is very important, keeping your small business going and great and wonderful and present and making sure people don't say, that business doesn't exist. I can't find them online. Well, you don't want that to happen. So we're giving you some advice on the seller's guide to SEO, search engine optimization, all three keywords. Very interesting. Our panelists today are Ronald Dodd from Visitor Search, and we have Wynn Partington from Next Track, N-E-X-T-R-A-Q, and Lorraine Maurice from SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We will be right back with or without the vodka. So, Justin, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Studies have shown that buyers in today's digital economy are spending more time online than ever before, discovering and researching products and services. As a result, it is critical for businesses like yours to learn how to locate and engage with prospects and customers in this digital space. 
Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers explores the impact of changing digital economy on small to medium-sized businesses. We'll define the challenges SMEs face to proactively connect with buyers on their digital journey and share proven strategies to put into action to be successful. Tune in to hear the experiences and insights of top sales and marketing thought leaders and practitioners as they discuss how the digital economy is reshaping the SME business world. Think Big, Work Small, presented by SAP, every Thursday on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers. Here we go. We're talking about SEO, search engine optimization. It's key. It's critical. You have to do it. You may or may not be a nerd. You may want to hire somebody in your company to do it. You may want to hire a good consultant, have them on speed dial, yes, or speed email, because it's important. You can't do it once and just let it lie there. You can't do it, not at all. It has to be done. We're speaking today with Ron Dodd at Visitor, V-I-S-I-T-U-R-E-L-L-C, with Wynn Partington at Next Track. Any X-T-R-A-Q. I only spell so that if you want to look them up, you can find them. And of course, the sponsor of this series, Lorraine Maurice, SAP Senior Director of Global Indirect Channel Marketing. She's a modern marketer. She's smart and she came up with this fabulous topic for us. Now we're going to start our roundtable and I'm looking at Ron Dodd's notes. A couple of very interesting pointers here. We're going to keep this very instructional and hands-on to our panel so that everybody can take notes and get a lot of mileage out of this. So Ron says, number one, do SEO right or do not do it at all. That's number one. And number two, if you don't promote content, it doesn't exist. Ron, could you just tell us, what do you mean don't do it at all? There's no half, you know what the word is, I can't say on the radio. How critical is it to do it right or not at all? This sounds like a do or die. Yeah, it does. And when I say do it right, I mean more of not trying to take shortcuts, not trying to overdo it, and just have patience with it. The reason I say that is because generally the people who have the most frustrations with SEO don't get it, can't get the results that they're looking for. Generally, there's a long history of we were hit with Penguin, you know, which is a Google update back in 2012 and the multiple variations of that down the road or Google updates were negatively impacting them because they weren't doing things the right way the entire time. Had they just done it the right way the entire time, they would have been a much higher level of results, search traffic, sales, and they would have never had the problems that they have currently. So for me, when I see that, I just think to my head, I just kind of wish you guys never did the things you did in the past because you were trying to game the system. And if you just did it the right way, you would have never had these issues in the first place. So that's kind of what I mean. If you're going to do it, do it right or don't do it all because it's just going to create long-term headaches and long-term, you know, um, setbacks for the business. And Very, the, um, yep. Yeah, go through the second one. Yeah, perfect. And um, there's a lot of, I guess, misinformation out there that just says create the best content. And you obviously want to create great content. But if you don't promote your content, no one's ever going to see it. Um, some places you can create content 
and it will just start instantly ranking in Google. For instance, when, you know, that eBay article that we just discovered is number one. Um, there might not have been a lot of promotion with that. It might have just been a fact that she wrote a great article. Google trusts eBay, has a lot of domain authority, and that domain authority dilutes down to the blog, and then blog ranks number one. Same thing for Amazon. If you're not fortunate to have the domain authority of Amazon and all these other big players, you have to promote your content. So when you create good content, you want to email promote it to other people who have written similar content. You want to try to get people to link back to it. You want to post it on social media. You want to use your advertising tools on social media to promote your content. That way, Google can see people are interacting with it. They're visiting your content. They're interacting with it, hopefully positively, if it's a good piece of content. And therefore, Google will start favoring that piece of content more in Google search, and it will give you more value and credit for it. Very interesting. Ron, can you promote your content on other on, on Twitter, on Facebook? Will the search engines pick it up, or does it have to be linked to your main website where your SEO, I assume, would reside? The SEO code and the whoever's doing it for you will be focusing on your website. So does it help having it all over the place, and do you have to be consistent with the name of the content? So if we had Lorraine Maurice's uh, brilliant guide to SEO for small businesses, and one day she decided to change it to version 2 or Lorraine's and got, got her last name out of the title, would the search engine still pick that up and, and favor her? Um, yeah, so it just comes back to the whole strategy, if you will. So you want the content, great piece of content on your site, Right. Um, you want your products, your services, you want that content that's going to ultimately convert into a customer. They can get traffic to it. And then from there, you can create really good content that links to your products and services um, on your blog. Generally, blog is where you're creating a lot of really good content. You can create good content for other sites to promote a thought leadership. So you can write for like Forbes, Entrepreneur, these great websites. And then you can take that great content you wrote for those sites that hopefully links back to your uh, blogs and your service pages and maybe your website uh, through bio links or links in the content itself. And then you can take that content and promote it on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram is becoming a really cool tool to promote content on. You can get a lot of great um, views through putting the link on your bio. Um, Facebook advertising tool is a great tool to use to promote content. Then also just, you know, you want to have it go viral and have it just get natural links and natural shares from social platforms. Thank you very much. Great insights, Ron Dodd. Uh, Wynn Partington, love to have your thoughts on this, and then we'll get Lorraine on this. Go ahead, Wynn. Yeah, just to agree with what Ron's saying, I think the strategy is very important. And when you talk about do it, do SEO right or don't do it at all, if you've got a demanding boss, and you know, let's be honest, we all have demanding bosses. If you're in a smaller company, and the expectation is that once you start doing SEO, that they'll see in 24 hours rankings climbing up. You know, the temptation is to get frustrated and just start trying to pound out changes, make changes, just keep making changes, go into the CMS tool, make a change on the website, link to another website. And you end up sometimes you know, going down a rabbit hole, whereas if you took that step back, looked at what is the overall strategy, what are the realistic expectations, within a month we will start to see you know, positive incremental movement. I think that's something that's, that's key is just to, to, to set the expectations of, you, of yourself, but also of the business and of the product you're trying to promote. If it is a fairly unique product or you're in a space that's very competitive, to have that, just that knowledge of this will take time or this will be a relatively quick initial move, but then what happens after is where the, you know, the strategic thoughts come in 
of how you keep that content fresh and keep people coming back to you. Thank you very much. Lorraine, please join us. Great panelists you picked today, Lorraine. What's your thought? No, they're fabulous. And, and at the end of the day, all of this search engine optimization is to get people back to your website and to buy something. And so it becomes really critical that on top of everything these two gentlemen talked about, about having the right content, the right strategy, is that your website is optimized to receive uh, the incoming inquiries from those searching for you. So uh, just something to add to that, it, it must be quick, it must be fast, it must be relevant, it must have the right content links. Uh, back to your content strategy so that you can actually capture leads and start talking to your potential customers. So what they're talking about in the strategy is foundational. But in order to even get started, you need to figure out what your website is supposed to do, how do you capture um, leads coming in and inquiries, and what value do you bring. And in your strategy, the content strategy, does it all match? Does it all coordinate so that your message is consistent? And so I think every, what they said is true. And then just adding on top of that, the fact that the website um, needs to be optimized. Thank you very much. Also brilliant, Lorraine. Thank you very much. She speaks the truth. Ron, you started this topic. Let me circle back to you quickly and see if you have anything to add. And then we're going to go to some keynotes here from Wynn Partington when you're done. Ron? No, it's great points, and you're absolutely right. Um, it doesn't matter what traffic you get because if you don't convert it, then it's not going to ultimately benefit you. So not only focusing on getting them there to convert, but also making sure you're getting the right traffic to convert as well is extremely important and making sure you're targeting the right keyword phrases. Thank you very much. Wynn Partington, I'm looking at your notes, some really interesting things here. I don't think we covered in depth yet. One thing, I think I quoted this uh, from you in the opening of the show, SEO is always changing and it always will be. Let me add a little more note here and then you can expand. You say what works this year may not work next year. And I'm wondering if you want to say what works today might not work tomorrow or what worked last week might not work next month. And you say the only constant is change. So it is imperative that you consistently arm yourself with knowledge. Uh, let's talk about this. So how do we do that? How do small businesses in particular do this and keep up with the change? What do they need to know? How often do they need? With whom do they need to check when? Where do you go for what has changed in SEO in the last 42 hours? Where do you find that information? Well, that's a great point. There are some fantastic blogs out there and some, some very good Twitter handles to, to follow. When, when I started doing this, I, the first book I picked up was a book called Get to Number One on Google by Ben Norman, just as a, a visual guide for me to say, okay, I'm going to you know, clear my desk and I'm now going to focus on, on this SEO task. And then it quickly became apparent to me that there are other sources out there. For example, you know, following Moz, you know, the SEO Moz to became to become Moz, and the the big four like search engine uh, work, search engine land. Those types of of blogs they give you almost like a an indicator of what's going on around you. Now, you may be a small business, you may be a large business, but. Google doesn't care for reputation or size. They will put their changes in, whether it be the penguin change, the panda change. It doesn't matter. They're going to make their changes. So following those blogs and understanding what some of those key phrases are, understanding what 
the context of why people are talking about what's going to happen when mobile searches change and things like that. It's, it's, it's important to understand whether it you know, be in text in a book or, or online with a blog or following people like Dwayne Forrester on, on Twitter who just give these almost like bite-sized responses to what's going on in the world. And if, if you become interested in SEO, it almost becomes almost like addictive and a religion to keep watching what's going on in the market because it is changing. It, it is not standing still. There will always be something coming along. When, when we started doing this, it was a contest between Bing and Google. Bing, is, I wouldn't say it's gone away, but it's become less of a focus, and now everything's on Google. So it, it just understanding that world around SEO and understanding the world around technology as well it often drives what happens to SEO down the line. Thank you very much. You said to me a key word when you said it can become addictive. How do you yes. control that? Is, is that what you keep? Why you keep uh, the, as I say, the consultant on speed dial or a speed email? It's like, oh my God, I heard, I read in a trade paper that SEO is changing in the last twelve minutes. Do something about it, or we're going to lose our audience. H- how addictive is it? Is this losing sleep over it? Is that how bad? It can be, but when I started off doing it, I was working through the night because it became something of a, an, of a passion. I wanted to understand what was going on, and we're in a very competitive space, so I know if I'm not doing it, my counterparts and other companies around the U.S. are doing it. I quite honestly, I don't want them to get a leg up on me. They don't want to get a leg up, and vice versa. So we, we have this like competition going on between the companies. I'm sure Ron and, and Lorraine have seen this. When, when you're in that environment... It's almost like you want to better yourself, and it's, you, you're bringing everything along with you. So by making these SEO changes, it almost forces you to make content changes. It's forcing you to make decisions on your website, how to drive more business. So it, it's kind of a, it, it fulfills lots of goals, but I think it is addictive. I haven't seen anybody who hasn't got into SEO and, and caught the bug, to be honest. Thank you. Very interesting. I don't, I don't think we ever expected this kind of a, uh, a twist and turn to the topic, Lorraine, but it's certainly important. Lorraine, what do you think? Well, I think that, that Wynn brings up an amazing point about it being addictive, and, and I'll bring it back to even small business. This is a competitive you know, opportunity for a small business to, to look big and to think big. And so if they're competing with the bigger business, it's really important that they can be found and that the intent of their message is what their user needs. So if Google changes a rule or something changes, they need a, a small business needs to stay on top of it so that they can also change and be as fluid as a large business that probably has, you know, a staff of 10 watching SEO versus maybe you know, a small business owner, maybe a marketing person on staff. So I think that that's a critical point. And then another example to add to Win about things changing and something we saw a lot of in 2015 and 2016, um, and it goes back to optimization comment before, is mobile and the fact that every bit of content needs to be mobile optimized as well because that's really the device that most of us use when doing our research. So that's an example of a trend that's just gotten, gotten so intense that it needs to be, your, your content needs to be mobile optimized as well as your website in order to be relevant, in order to be relevant not only for your own business but for those businesses you're, which you're competing against. Okay, thank you very much, Lorraine. Ron Dye, we got to include you in this conversation. Let's talk about the addictiveness of trying to keep up with SEO changes. What's your point of view? How many hours a day or minutes of the hour should we spend on it? I think there's 24 hours in a day, so somewhere around that range. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> definitely addicting because there's just never an end 
um, to the skill of it. And I kind of thought, you know, after, you know, the latest Panda, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, like at this point, there's no such thing as Black Hat SU anymore. Gray Hat's gone. Um, you know, how much more can we change? Just create the best content, promote the best content, you know? I mean, how much more can we change? But I find myself still always learning new things, new tools coming out, and the industry just keeps progressing, and there's just so much more to learn every day and more, you know, kind of tools you can add to your toolbox on a daily basis almost. So, yeah, it's very addicting. It's very competitive, and it's very difficult because it's, it's not black and white. It's very much a gray area, so you're constantly having to learn and, you know, read the latest news and experiment and try new things. Okay, I have a question for the three of you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Wynn. Good topic, Lorraine. We'll get to your topics in a moment. Uh, question. I have some friends here in New York who are, we'll call them small businesses, service businesses. How about lawyers, okay? They have a website. They do it once. It kind of sits there. They might load a newsletter, PDF, three times a year. They have a blog, but they're too busy to do much blogging. So the blog sits there for six months. They hire somebody to do SEO, and then they complain. How come I'm not the top at the top of the, let's say, elder care lawyer list when somebody Googles me? Why don't I show up on the first page, the second page, the third page? How am I going to get noticed? What do you say? And let's use that as an example, if the three of you don't mind. Uh, Wynn, why don't I start with you, because you're the first one on this topic, and we'll go around the table just briefly, because I want to cover some of Lorraine's notes. Wynn, what's your advice to somebody like that? Is that Im- the impossible dream? I, I don't think it is. Uh, you know, for a, a niche, I wouldn't say they're a niche, but for a company like that, and we, you know, we see them all the time, mm-hmm. it's just understanding how do you make sure that you put the commitment into it. So if they get an SEO agency in, and they do the great work, and they go up if no one goes back and touches the content behind it and no one tries to make sure it's relevant then it'll just be a slow progression a slow death almost down down the rankings but you know trying to make sure people understand exactly it's almost like the old days when you're trying to do radio advertising or you're trying to do magazine advertising if you're there and you go you've gone if you're there and you remain there, you know, you, people will come to you and people will understand what, you, what service or what product you're offering. So I don't think it's an impossible dream. I just think people have to really understand what the end goal is. What are they trying to achieve? An instant bounce or you know, long-term, long-term strategic selling, as it were. Thank you. Lorraine, thoughts on this, please? Um, well, the thing I was thinking, first of all, sometimes you have to get pay to get noticed, and we shouldn't leave that out, that it does okay. sometimes cost a fee um, to get your, your company immediately noticed and to keep it going. In the example that you provided, though, I think it also goes back to the intent of your search words um, in the intent meeting. Each one of us, if we wanted to, you were talking about searching our drink of choice earlier, We each of the four of us may approach that differently. So you really need to know your audience, and I think that if you know your audience and you pick your search words, that will actually help keep you relevant. So it all goes back to your content and your strategy and making sure that you're not an island, but that you're also linked to the way people think, the people that you're selling to think, so that it can, you stay relevant and you stay in trend. And I think that keeps you on top. 
Thank you. And Lorraine, you must be omniscient or, or prescient or whatever the, the phrase is because I was going to ask you to talk about that when I got to your notes in a few minutes. So thank you. You say use the language that fits your customers best. Use the keywords and phrases they understand and that are top of mind. Thank you very much for knowing what I was going to ask next. <laughs> you have you have a new profession now. You're a, you're a, Yes, you're a visionary. I think you already were. So Ron Dodd, thoughts on how should small service businesses distinguish themselves in SEO? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, just going to, you know, the lawyer example, I think some people don't have a grasp of how, you know, um, difficult it is to get in Google search. There's only 10 results on the first page. So if you Google NYC lawyer, I'm sure there's going to be over 1.5 million results, some of that range. So you need to get to the top 10 out of that 1.5 million. <laughs> and how many law firms are in, you know, New York. So for small businesses, um, I would always say you want to find out what is your biggest niche. Um, you know, example for a law firm, you know, maybe it's not really we want to be number one for DUI. Maybe it's we want to be number one for a small suburb and we just really want to focus on the suburb with kind of DUI related cases. Or maybe we want to focus on different interesting niches that might be easier for us to obtain and not compete against probably bigger budgets than them. So I'd say for small businesses, really hone in on what customers you want and then formulate your keyword strategy around the customers that you want. Thank you. All good advice. I think like we're giving a top 10 um, executive hints and tips for SEO here, Lorraine. Really good topic. <laughs> Let's see now. Lorraine, I'm looking at your notes here. Let's see what we didn't cover yet. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, S Here. Lorraine, SEO is not only applicable to search engines for small business use, but social as well. We talked a little bit about that, but I'd love to have your point of view on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and blogs. Um, how would you suggest the coordination? Is there such a thing as SEO for your blog, for your social media, for your Twitter account? How do you put it all into the same strategy? I'd like to say hashtags, tying it all in, but that's really not the answer. Um, and I'm not sure I know the, the exact answer. However, it, social media is, is like a pretzel. It's all over the place, but at the same time, it's all entwined and it all works you know, together. And so the relevancy of your topics and your content strategy become key. And so if you're on you know, Facebook with a message, that same message, again, has to tie into the blog that you may have posted you know, using WordPress, or it needs to tie into the tweet, and then those all need to tie back to your website. And that's how it becomes relevant and usable, usable information to drive conversations with your customers. So my answer to that is that the other tools in, in our arsenal are really key because they all drive back to your website and they all drive back to the message that you're trying to get across and the intent of your business. Thank you, Lorraine. I like that pretzel metaphor. Uh, Ron Dodd, you seeing a pretzel with a lot of salt on it? Are we dipping it in mustard? How fancy are we going to get with that pretzel? Do you agree or disagree with Lorraine? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And also, Google crawls Facebook, Twitter. It crawls all that data. It can understand, you know, web pages that get shared more. What are they sharing? What's the context around that share? Um, what's the keywords inside those shares? It can use all that data to basically formulate popularity. So then it can decide what results it wants to show where on 
its search results based on the context in shares and based on how many shares and the quality of those shares. Thank you. Very interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Wynn Partington, one sentence of response to you, and then we have to go to our predictions round, and I'll circle back to Ron. Wynn, any thoughts on the pretzel? Yeah, I would actually add in app store optimization as well, which is not quite social, but it's another means that people are using to find different tools and products and services. You know, that's going to become increasingly important as the world becomes more mobile. Thank you. There's that mobile word again that has surfaced a couple of times. Okay, we are ready. We're almost past ready. Ron Dodd at Visitor.com. And is it Visitor.com? Do I have the right right website yes, for you? Yes, Visitor.com. Okay. And on uh, Twitter, we're using Visitor, V-I-S-I-T-U-R-E underscore search. And, Ron, I'm going to say to you, I love the year 2020. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. How far in the future do you predict something dramatic will change about the advice you would give to a small business on getting great SEO so they're noticed and people say, aha, I found your business. It exists without going to the 99th page of a Google search. Ron, give me one minute for predictions. Go. Well, I think, you know, I'm not going to have to give out that much advice because as we're seeing now, um, more and more positions in marketing are requiring SEO as a skill set. And more and more people are learning SEO every day. There's a great study by Conductor that showed SEO-related positions, just solely as SEO, were declined about, I think, 7%. But what increased about 9 or 11% was that SEO was required in job descriptions. So I think as consumer behavior evolves and, you know, the younger generation become much more bigger consumers in the marketplace, they're going to be using Google being Yahoo, to find products and services. So I think SEO is going to become more and more and more important, and we're going to see a diminish of actual positions and actual maybe even SEO agencies. We're going to see more, it just be a common knowledge to know what SEO is, how does it work, and courses, and more education in SEO. And I feel in 2020, um, there won't be as many consultants, and there will just be a much more common knowledge of how SEO works and a much better understanding of how it works and how to optimize for search engines. Wow, we just put some consultants out of business. Sorry, guys and girls. <laughs> Didn't realize we were going to go there. Great advice, though. Thank you very much. Good prediction, Ron. Win Partington, talk to me. Prediction, 60 seconds. Go. I'm back to mobile again. You know, We're already seeing that 50% of Google searches are done on mobile devices. I can see over the next few years more and more effort going into making sure that content and the relevance of the site and being able to, on a mobile phone, direct business and trade and commerce to that site from a search will be critical. And you're talking, you know, a very small space to look at. You're talking, you know, a couple of inches almost on, on the screen. How can you convey what your business is in a mobile search and then convey that to the web page to allow that business transaction to take place or people to get more information? I see that as being something that as B2B People are taking the B2C consumerization, what they've grown up with, and then they're trying to apply that on the B2B side. So I think mobile is going to be a key, key factor going forward. Key factor. I'm trying to tweet this as fast as you are talking. I'm almost there. Lorraine Maurice, I can give you all one minute. Lorraine, take it. What do you want to predict? I'll tie it in. Look at the newspaper industry and look how small the newspaper is if you even have one delivered more than once a week. It is really all about being online, being able to be found, and being relevant with the right strategy. And I agree with uh, both the other speakers and especially about being mobile. Um, it's all going there. You've got to be ready and you've got to do it right. 
Be ready and do it right. Thank you very much. And what's going to happen by 2020? Quickly, Lorraine. Be ready and do SEO right. Now oh. you're famous. Okay, what, what, what's going to happen by 2020? I, by, um, I think the Cubs may win the World Series by 2020. However, all technology will be, will, will be about search and being found. And, and so now is the time to get ready. Okay, be ready and do SEO right. I like that. Good way to wrap up. Ron Dodd at Visitor. Thank you so much. Great energy and insight. Win Partington at Next Track. The same. Pleasure to meet both of you. Lorraine, you did it again. You knocked this one out of the park. Good panel. Great topic. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This has been a very interesting conversation. I hope you all learned a lot. Lorraine, I think you need to have part two on SEO, SEO optimization. What do you think on SEO techniques? and strategies and skills? You want to think, think about it? I think that's a great idea, and I'd love to bring these panelists back and get more specific and tactical. Great Do idea. it. That's it. That's it. So maybe next time or the time after. So I want to say a shout-out to Lorraine again. Great panel, great topic, great energy. Justin and the Business Channel team, and it's time for us to fold the tent for now. That's the end of our broadcast week. We'll be back next week with five more hours of Live Game Changers Radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thanks for listening, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. Seatbelt. I have to see what the SEO is on that one. Maybe there's a seatbelt.com. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.